When I say chasing, you say the hug. Chasing. The hug. Chasing. The hug. Welcome to another riveting episode of number one podcast in Wayne County and surprisingly Istanbul, which was once Constantinople. Amen. I am your host with us here and you there. I'm Big Papa Sack, Steve Sachs, with my tag team partner. Little Daddy Nick Johnson. It's great to be back. It's great to be back. It's great, great to, to see back. you. It's great to see you. And I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a week. Can you please give me a dad joke to my face? Oh, I can give you a dad joke to the face. You ready? No. Yes. Rest, no, maybe. What state sounds like a hippie's wife? Uh, Tennessee. Mississippi. Oh, that's bad. Oh. Press the button. Press the button. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Press the button. Press, Press the, the button, button here. Hey, you know what? We're back at it another week. Another great episode last week we had. We actually had Jason's voice on two of the more recent podcasts. We had the we whole introduction or the introduction of Jason the Hug. And then the next week he tried to say something. And I just told you, I thought you were a little harsh to him. You do not allow him mm. to truly let him be himself. Because I think that there's this picture that's been painted of Jason that we're trying to ourselves paint in the truth. But we don't get let a chance. Get give him a chance to be able to say what he wants to say. So, can I give you the opportunity right now to? to why do you not allow Jason to kind of? No, I mean, I, I I gave him as much air as anyone did, and uh, we were sitting here. We were really hoping that he would shine through and people could see his quality. But they weren't quite able because I think he revealed his true self to the world, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. If you feel like I undercut him, I apologize. But we're talking about the same guy that says I'm so bald that he can use my head as a mirror for reflection to check his own hair. He so once said that. He, he's twice said that. He's a heel. He he's is. a heel. He is. Well, it, just like MJF, you know, you, you know, you never want to trust the devil. Never. Never want to trust the devil. the devil there. Hey, with that being said, I do think it's a conspiracy that we're out to get him or people do think it's the case. Speaking of conspiracies, Nick, I've got a question for you. Do you ever thought of any kind of conspiracies, things that go out there that kind of make you think of things? You know, for example, for me, I've I've thought of you know, maybe the Titanic didn't actually sink. What if Ooh, it didn't? Wow, okay, or 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 I'm not. Hey, I will tell you, I'm not. What if I believe that zombie apocalypse is going to happen? Oh, it is. Um, you know, and also the Mandela effect. With the Mandela effect, you've got you know why is it that I believe the Monopoly guy had a monocle? I've watched Ace Ventura too. In fact, I watched it again today when Nature Calls. And there's a scene when the guy comes down wearing a monocle and then Ace wears him like he's a fur coat. Why is that not believed? And then also, too, you know, I showed you the movie. Sinbad was in Kazam. Okay, they're saying the movie didn't exist. It didn't. It did exist. Okay, what is going on? Do you have anything that you ever think of? My mind is completely blown because I could have sworn that the Monopoly guy had a monocle. I could have sworn that total Mandela effect. My mind is like shattered into ribbons and tattered. I'm amazed. That he does not have a monocle. He would look good with a monocle. Can we just give him one? Well, they they think people get him confused with the planter's peanut guy. Mm, one of those. Guys, I don't think it's the case. One of those guys didn't pass go. One of those guys did not collect two hundred dollars, and one of those guys went straight to jail. Yeah. Well. Boom. Well, you know what, Nick? I, I want to give you one more thing to think about here. If you have ever had an opportunity to interview anybody, that would be I don't know what we'd call a expert. At this kind of thing. Who would you call? Who would you go to? Oh, man. There's so many experts out there. You think of wildlife exploration and and survivalists. You would think of Bear Grylls. Steve Irwin. Or Steve Irwin for like crocodiles, but Bear Grylls for wildlife. If you wanted to do comedy, you potentially might get a hold of one of the OG Wans or Dave Chappelle or somebody like that. An expert in their field is someone that is highly lauded, someone that is so recognized for their expertise that it goes without saying. And I think this generation has a true expert. 
But with saying, though, I have to say this, with a conspiracy person, can you truly be an expert on a conspiracy? Absolutely. Okay. The individual that I'm talking about <gasps> that has so much expertise that the world cannot contain its emotion is one Pat Morrow. Well, you, we, there's no chance we can get him on a podcast. Do oh, you I think, think we, you can get him? Oh, I think we can. we get him? The guy owes me a favor. He dropped a weight on me. Holy shnikes. Is he here? I think he's here. Are you here? How did I get here? Whoa! He's here. Pocket Hercules himself, ladies and gentlemen, Pat Morrow. He just appeared. Wow. Pat, introduce yourself. Wow, yeah, I'm Pat Morrow. Uh, I didn't expect to be here at all. I was actually just making myself a late dinner, but <laughs> uh, popped here on this table. I already had the headphones on uh, miraculously, but... I'm excited and appreciate you guys having me on here. I coach with uh, Steve Sackasitz and uh, built a pretty good relationship. And we do talk about um, conspiracies quite a bit. And so he invited me, obviously, on the show. I work out with Nick, occasionally drop weights on him. But (gasps) beside the fact, um, I'm happy to be here. Man, Sack, what do you keep under your chairs, bro? uh, Secrets. Secrets named Pat Morrow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, Pat, what do you got for us, man? I mean, this is something we've been waiting for. We've been talking about this since there was actually no podcast even created. And, and Jason, by the way, before you get out of here, is going to probably ask you to pay $65 for some other thing he wants to get for the podcast here. But kind of go into what you've got for us here. Uh, you know, what can you um, enrich our listeners with? Yeah. So uh, when I was going through kind of the things that I'm interested in, I'm interested in a lot of different conspiracies. Now, mm. most conspiracies are probably fake, but mm. fun to dabble in uh, at the least. Predetermined. Correct. Uh, Thank you. I was looking for something that's PG, not obviously political or religious or anything like that. Nothing too disturbing, but I do have one that I've always been interested in. And I think most people are interested in at, at some level. I want to talk about aliens a little bit. So. Wow. That is so up my alley. It's not even oh, fun. I am Let's excited. Go. go. It's my, <laughs> this is like my conspiracy theory. The whole Area 51, you got to let this fly, Pat. Yeah. So when, when we think about aliens, uh, there's some people that obviously believe that they're here. Some people that don't even believe they exist at all. Um but you kind of have to understand the sheer size of the universe first to kind of say there's aliens at all. There has, if you look at the size itself. So if I did a, a quick model for the people at home, um, how, how big do you think this room is? Oh, easily 600 feet by 600 feet. That's probably right. It's a giant studio <laughs> beneath a but, mansion. Okay. So if we're in a, an average size, let's say classroom, um, and that would represent the Milky Way galaxy. If I had a marble that represented us on the outskirts of our Milky Way galaxy, um, we would be in that little marble compared to this giant galaxy there. But not only are we in that marble, so is a hundred thousand other suns. Every sun that you see in the sky would be in that marble as well. The closer you get to the center of the galaxy, the more suns that there are. So you're talking about millions to billions um, in the center. If you were to actually zoom out of the galaxy, you'd see a giant ball of light in the center. Mm. It's actually just millions and billions of suns stacked on top of each other. Um, so the closer you get, the more densely populated it is with suns. So you probably have several hundred billion, uh, suns that have, you know, planets and solar systems and, uh, safe zones for other planets to have, uh, water, not evaporate or freeze. Um, so that right there should let you know how many suns there are just in our galaxy. Now, if you zoom out even further, you notice that there's billions of other galaxies. And if you looked at another spot, you'd see another big ball of light. It's actually just millions and billions of galaxies clustered together. Wow. Keep zooming out to the edge of the universe and so on and so forth. So if less than 0.0001% of all the suns in our galaxy alone had a safe Earth-like planet, there'd be millions of Earth-like planets just in our galaxy alone. So can you take that first and you go, okay, there's got to be something, right? There, I mean- 
Yeah. If there's bacteria on Mars, it's technically alien, but we're talking about sentient life, obviously. Um, well, the first piece of evidence will be UFOs, and obviously they have released last, uh, was it a couple of years ago? Um, yeah, right they before, released right before the pandemic. Yeah, so before. they did release cla- declassified uh, documents of UFOs, um, you know, things that were uh, orbiting kind of like satellites and taking off, doing 360 degree movements, things that we can't do today, kind of defy physics that we, uh, that we know of. Um, so they declared, they, they showed that they were actually researching these. They were, they were checking them out. But one thing they did was they no longer call them UFOs they actually call them UAPs. Um, so it's probably a clever wordplay to say that, Hey, we're going to release all our UFO documents, but not our UAP. A UAP is an unidentified aerial phenomenon. And so it just That's allows them, <laughs> so it just allows them to essentially keep information that maybe that some research has been, uh, maybe, um, I don't know, accelerated, um, over time. So it's, it's something to be interested in. That's uh, fascinating. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Now, Bob Lazar um, is an American physicist yeah, who, if you've heard of him, really interesting guy, came out in the 80s. He kind of was a whistleblower on a lot of uh, essentially research on <laughs> aerial crafts uh, that he said defied laws of physics. So he worked at Area S4, which is very similar to Area 51. Pat, where is S4 at? Um, it's actually a couple miles south of Area 51. So it's kind of between L4, L5. Yeah, just, just let the man do his <laughs> job. Yeah, it's actually true. Um, when he was doing his son joke, I'm like, well, you know what's got a lot of sons? Former NBA player Sean Kemp. Yeah. How, how come there are no daughters out there, Pat? <laughs> Press the button. Yeah, you got to hit that one. Yeah, sorry. Keep going. This is great, though. I love this, by the way. I'm in. No, just no let pun. the dude do his thing. He, so he's good. got 20 minutes. He's been practicing. Let him go. <laughs> okay, okay. So you have Bob Lazar. He he essentially was de-engineering the eight or nine um, UFO objects that he actually made models of. Um, he talked about the propulsion system, which is technically anti-gravity. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that he was explaining that came to fruition at some point when he talks about element 115, uh, different metals that weren't even on the periodic table when he talked about how they were made. Um, what the spacecraft was made out of, nothing that we knew of. 30 years later, those metals were actually actually on the periodic table now, created through nuclear fusion, which is exactly how he described it. Now, he got fired from Area S4 and thought he was going to be killed or at least arrested um, for uh, basically exposing some of this information. So because of that, he became a big whistleblower, hoping that they would just make him look like a Looney Tune more than actually take his life. Mm. So he was bringing people that he knew out to certain um, flight testing areas near Area S4 where he, what he described what would happen did to them and any eyewitness. Now, he's been on uh, lie detector tests and he's passed them all. Uh, his story has been very consistent. There is a documentary on him as well. He's been on Joe Rogan's podcast. Uh, they, the government actually said that he didn't work for him. He didn't get the, the required education. Um, later out, he did. It did come out that he did work for them at the same time that he said he did. Um, so there's a lot of different aspects that he claimed and then came to fruition. Now, do we know there's um, any spacecrafts that he worked on? We're not sure. Uh, the way he described is very similar to probably what you see in a movie. So he may have some things to go off there um, outside of, you know, he could be making up a story. It's very possible. But he said three of those spacecrafts there were archaeological digs, which means they were dug. They were dig from the earth um, pretty far down, uh, according to his knowledge, which means that either A, aliens have been here for a long time, or B, humans have been smart for a really long time, longer than we think, and possibly could have been created by humans in the past. 
Um, one thing that we don't talk about a lot is ancient civilizations and how much knowledge they may have had. Right. We like to think that the Great Pyramids of Giza were built by aliens. Obviously, it's a fun theory. Um, but we kind of dismiss, you know, how smart some of these people were. If tomorrow, like, let's say Ukraine joins the United Nations, which Putin's swore that he would nuke everybody if they did. Let's say all that comes to fruition. We nuke each other. 90% of people are no longer here. Um, yes, we know how to work electricity. We know how to, uh, you know, answer phones and, and we understand how it works. But 90% of people can't build these things. We're not right. sending up satellites to be able to talk to each other. So we go straight back to tribal warfare. We probably wouldn't even farm. It would be hunt gather. Um, we wouldn't live very long. There'd be, we would have medicine. So we would live 30, 40 years max. The generations would roll over quickly. You know, five generations from then, they kids would probably be like, yeah, phones were a myth. Yeah. Right. And, and they understood maybe a cataclysmic event, but there's no way we could talk to somebody from across the other side of the world. Um, and you Not think about- a cup on a string. You couldn't do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So you're telling me right now yeah. that if this fifth generation found this podcast, they wouldn't be like- there's no way they they had this great podcast that was existing. It was magic how they did such magic. things. They might still believe that. At least be a legend, urban legend. Right? I just want to say that I would survive. Some I have enough body fat to last several thousand years. You wouldn't. I know for a fact that way because when you have to only work on cardio to get away from stuff, <laughs> 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 you're gonna edit that stuff out. <laughs> Bing bong. Hit it. Bing bong. <laughs> Um, right, keep going. Yeah. So if that were to happen, um, you think, you know, let's say 3000 years down the line, um, our cities would through rust would be roads. So there wouldn't be a whole lot of evidence that we um, live the way we did, especially if it was a nuclear bomb, let alone a comet that would destroy probably even more. Um, so now you think 10,000 years from now, people, let's say they get back to a pinnacle style technology civilization. They'd look back at us and think of us of where they came from, which is tribal warfare. Mm -hmm. We weren't very smart. And then they'd maybe see some type of skyscraper that may have survived, similar to the pyramids, right. and go, how did they do that? Aliens, right? So there's definitely that possibility that we we look at the Great Pyramid of Giza, which is fascinating in its own right. Um, it's a whole show by itself, the conspiracy oh, surrounding that. You could absolutely do that. I mean, the, the where it's located specifically, let alone that. You know, there's people think there's like 10,000 stones. There's over 2.3 million stones that built the pyramids, some that are weighing 80 tons, you know, 160,000 pounds by themselves. So, and if any of those blocks were off by millimeters to inches, it wouldn't even have added up to the top. So, the precision is actually mind blowing. Where the location of the Great Pyramid of Giza is, is if you were to where the equator is, and then if you were to draw a line from the North Pole to the South Pole, it would create a 90 degree angle right where that pyramid is, That's right amazing. where the 90. Degree. I mean, it, it's, and it points true north, um, astronomical north, which is again, mind blowing again. Are they not aligned with Orion's belt? A lot of people think they are. They're technically off by a little bit. They don't have that exact um, curvature, but a lot, <laughs> a lot of people do um, affiliate the Orion's belt with um, the three pyramids. But this is fascinating. Uh, we should do I mean, like eight shows of this. Well prepared. <laughs> very, very educated young man we have in front of us right here. And I'm excited what else he's got. Hit us with it. Okay. So if aliens are here, right, there's there's a, a, a an author, Arthur C. Clarke. His famous quote is, there's two, possibility, two possibilities exist. Um, one that we are alone in this universe or one that we are not. Both are equally terrifying. So uh, if aliens are here, they probably don't care about us as much as we think they do. If they can get to Earth, the technology that they have is, I mean, probably 
at least hundreds of thousands of years further advanced, if not millions of years more advanced than we are. The closest sun to us is 4.5 million er, light years away. So if we were to travel the speed of light, which wouldn't be possible, our brains would be smushed in the back of our head. We, would, we wouldn't survive that trip going that fast. It would take us 4.5 years just to get to the nearest sun. Right. Um, if we go with something faster than the speeding bullet, something that we can actually send out, it would still take over 6,000 years. So saying we survive that, to get there, we'd then have to hope that there's a planet that has life and, and the chances of that are very, very low. So if they can get to us, they're probably doing some type of, uh, they're altercating the fabric of space and time and traveling through wormholes. So they can get to a bunch of different places, which means more than likely they're just observing, if not maybe doing some type of experiments. Uh, one conspiracy off that is that all apes have 24 chromosomes and humans have 23. Um, and so everybody always asks the age old question, why do we have 23? What, what happened to that 24th? Well, a lot of people think that uh, there's some people that believe that it was fused over time. Mm. Um, so that 24th and 23rd chromosome fused to be just 23, which does happen. Um, it happens that's where, you know, mutations, things like that right. can come from. Chromosomal fusion. I read Correct. about it in the book. <laughs> that's, where you, that's where you usually get. Um, but <laughs> what, what would normally happen when you have that fusion is you get the, you hit it, you got to do it. <laughs> they're not labeled so i don't know what they're pressing here i know this one really bing bong i love that one uh, so when you get those fusions normally hey, what's that cd hawker smith bing bong <laughs> take that coach i hope you're listening cd um if you when you get that fusion usually it had like an 80 or 98 to 99 percent identical uh, they were chromosomes on the opposite sides are connected they look identical but ours are actually only 70% identical, which is actually really rare and doesn't really make sense. So wow. the theory would be that humans or aliens have come to Earth, but they're also, they would have done an experiment where let's say they have two different primates on two different Earths and they're doing an experiment where one, they make them, you know, their bones stronger and, and they make them faster and bigger and, and more uh, alpha physically. Or another one, maybe us, where they took away our fangs, took away our claws, to where our muscle density, bone density, can't run from anything, can't, except for Nick. Nick's pretty big. Yeah, um, <laughs> you can't run from anything, can't climb, swim from anything. So it made us, took away all of our hair, can't survive in the winter. Um, Why does Nick have tricep hair then? Answer me that. Uh, he had a, the mutation, the chromosome. You don't fused. need it? Shave it. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks good. Nice Why? Pat. It doesn't do any purpose. Oz, man, man. Evolution has happened. His tricep says, no, don't go away yet. <laughs> I need you so manly. He stays warm in the what winter. What is that? I'm her suit. Jon Snow, winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> Me triceps need to be covered. <laughs> go on. So, uh, what was this? I mean, um, <laughs> aliens. Yeah, so if apes. we were, if they were taking away all of our physical attributes that would make us an alpha species, it would make us completely rely on our mental on our mental game. So we would have to be mentally smart in order to survive. And so then maybe they, they do the tests on both of the, they fuse maybe some chromosomes to get specific traits and just observe us. And the way time is too, if, you know, if they're traveling through, I'm not going to get into this, but if they're traveling through space and time at a faster rate, time is technically slower on their planet. So let's mm. say every hour for them mm. is a day for us. Right. Um, so they're able to go home for, a, uh, let's say, a couple of years, come back, check on us. Things have drastically changed over time. Um, they would do research. I, I would say that's more plausible than they're trying to take us over or kill us, which we would not survive if they decided to do that. My Lord, man, this is amazing. Yeah. So this is amazing. Yeah. I don't, um, 
I, I believe a lot of what you're saying here. I do believe. I also believe that we also could be the aliens that have come here and sure. we've taken this over. Uh, we're the, one of the only uh, living things in this uh, earth that can't actually stay in the sun the whole time because our skins don't allow it. So that means that we're not actually meant for this landscape. But that's a different yeah. story. Yeah, mine definitely doesn't. Yeah, your skins don't allow it. <laughs> yeah, for the audience out there that can't see right now, if you've seen um, photo paper, uh, white. <laughs> Uh, that's similar pigment, except Pat's a little bit whiter than that. Yeah. It's like one shade down. <laughs> like yes. It's not quite an eggshell. Yeah. Conspiracy uh, theory as well, too, Pat, when you uh, played for Earlham College Baseball. Mm-hmm. Did you or did you not have to stop your push-ups at 35? Yeah, that's absolutely a conspiracy. That was... They, <laughs> I, I, okay, I'm not trying... I can do 35 at pretty much any point in my life past 14, so... To say that I only did 35 was a pretty pretty disrespectful knock. Disrespectful um, knock. But you did put up a bunch of weight the other day in the by, in the bench, though. Yeah, it's because Nick was picking it up for me. My man was benching. He was. Uh, Nick's, Nick's traps hurt from lifting the weight straight up. I feel bad. That's why I dropped the weight on him. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. This Maybe has been good, Pat. I, you've bring us uh, a lot of things that we didn't know. And in fact, here's the thing. You've done such a good job that, um, producer Jason, I'm going to do your job since you don't like to. Yeah. We'd love to have you back another time because I'm sure there's more things you have out there um, as the audience will ask for you because we have polls and such things because we have social media now. Yeah, By the way, follow us on all socials there, Instagram, uh, Twitter, the Book of Face. Find us out there. Um, and we'll also be putting polls up there of of these things, of, of what uh, Mr. Morrow has said today about the aliens um, and, and your thoughts. We'd like to know about that. We'd also like to thank you, uh, Pat, for being here. And we'd also like to uh, you know get you here again. Yeah. We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Soup's Yak Sauce. In need of a pick-me-up? Having a hard time putting the work in during your 645 session? Try Soup's Yak Sauce, the only pre-workout guaranteed to get you swole and on the roll. Soup's Yak Sauce, this ain't your daddy's pre-workout. Soup's Yak Sauce from the makers of Body by Blake, the official pre-workout of the Luther Norse. Bro. 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 This has been Chasing the Hug with us here and you there. We thank our guest, Pat Morrow. We thank our producer, Jason. I thank you, Nick, for being my tag team partner. And I love you. But more importantly, we thank you out there in listening land. Please tell a friend, be a friend. Let people know this podcast because the only way it gets better is either we get shut off because it's been bad or more people listen and ask us to do more things. We thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bing bong. Yo, that pad segment was fire. fire. <laughs>